Hello and welcome back to Black Her Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the second episode of Midnight Mass, book two, Psalms, written by Mike Flanagan and James Flanagan and Elaine Gale, directed by Mike Flanagan. I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. Still not loving the, the church hymnals, but definitely more to the mystery i'm starting to figure out what's possibly going on and it doesn't seem to be leading to anything good the ending definitely made me want to go into the next episode which i will be doing luckily tomorrow we start this recap with sheriff hassan still having no authority as he tasks warren he needs a deputy is what he needs to keep the mayor his wife and mrs keen off of the beach but only one well the rest of them go on but the mayor decides that you know i should stick around and decides or surmises that this must be like a similar event involving starling and other animals after the oil spill to starlings he shows the man the reason why he thinks it could be a disease or parasite giving him a peek at the cat as it looks to have had its throat cut and drained of blood all of them maybe baby sharks you're so dumb you are really dumb for real i don't know who aaron teaching in this community but none of them are going to have common sense <laughs> some more than others because just think about that for five whole seconds i wanted him to say i'm not a scientist you're not a scientist sheriff has ed who is more familiar with the wildlife take a gander and he hasn't seen anything like this either ever despite the upwards being cat island anytime you say lord of the flies before anything is never a good thing if that's the case i would have set that motherfucking island on fire Ali shows up with only one gas can, so he sends his son to go get Joe. Mayor thinks, is it Joe or Sturgis? I think it's Sturgis. Mayor thinks burning the cats is drastic, but Sharif sells him on the idea that it's, you know, public safety. Everyone's going to thank you for that. The mayor wants Sheriff to postrate himself more to the community involving, which involves attending church and being involved in church activities despite it you know not coinciding with his particular religion it's like it doesn't matter if you believe just basically pretend <laughs> is what i was getting from this conversation find a way to integrate at least the flins have common sense and agree that burning the cats is the best option wowzers is intent on the narrative being this is a natural disaster and not anything related to an oil spill riley doesn't confirm he saw monsignor he want to say monsignor monsignor pruitt on the beach nor did he see any cats however when he speaks with aaron he's still haunted by it but convinces himself it can't be since everyone keeps saying he's on the mainland he's super sick why would he be out in the storm but he recognizes his hat and his coat He's also concerned about her possibly catching anything cat-related for the baby. He apologizes for unloading, but she dismisses it and is happy that he found his purpose 
in cat burning before he has to go to a meeting father paul begins church with holy trinity only lisa and annie attend and a couple of others it says midnight mass but we haven't had midnight mass yet <laughs> but there is day mass sunday mass there might even be a friday mass i have never went to church of my own volition i can say that this is paralleled with riley attending aa a place of cleansing of their sins thought that was a nice uh touch there lisa is accompanied by paul home and she wonders where he was before he gives her this whole tongue twister about where you were leading to where you are she stops dead in the road upon seeing joe and his dog who ignores paul's greeting and immediately heads in the other direction with lisa visibly seething we find out the reason why later on in the episode at the school aaron goes into the closet to find windex and finds bev instead who tells her she can just add a little water to the bottle as not to waste it please go and die in a fire aaron's like didn't know that we'll try it next time threw away the bottle oh well your mother always put the bottles you know back to the point that she even had to throw them out because she was never quite so wasteful and i love i loved aaron's response that's funny because at home she never met a bottle she couldn't empty bitch give me what i came in here for and shut the fuck up bad plans to position the ground around or poison the ground around the church to keep any predators away if i am stumbling a lot i apologize i'm on oxy i can't help <laughs> the pain in my shoulder and i also can't help being uh not doing anything so this is the combination <laughs> you will be living with in the next few weeks she ain't wrong there you know about keeping predators away you damn right i would have saw all of them cats that's the first thing i'm thinking how the fuck we about to protect ourselves from any predators paul next visits sarah's mother who used to attend mass all the time prior to her dementia upon seeing paul she calls him john question i was starting to get a lot at this point like what is up with monsignor pruitt and why everyone keeps seeing him and why she thinks that they are the same person who calls a priest by their first name why did he get emotional looking at her and personally tucking her clothes away like that you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth despite trying to stay distant sarah watches the mass happen it is important to hold on to the routines for people with dementia and things that were important to the person even if you don't share those beliefs this is becoming a lost art within our society accepting people even if you don't believe in what they believe in riley is trying not to impose himself on his ex-pregnant girlfriend aaron but she is bored knocked up and he's probably the only hot ass in town come drink this tea she tells him all about how she is slut shamed by bev while suffering morning and evening sickness she teaches teens whose life is a future already on a fishing boat 
once again he tries to sneak away home and she points out some things never change which is uh, appeasing his parents he gets home to mom's eyesight better as she stares at her own prick finger with blood i just realized that getting better i didn't put that together with the end until this very moment so is uh paul facility well i'm gonna guess paul is facilitating this in some manner but how is he doing it and what does it mean at least mom asked how his day was as well but he is still in his own personal hell who the fuck is flying why they always flying Uker, this is the second time something has flown over you and ain't nobody creep from the shadows saying i'm batman i know this is y'all's village and stuff but i would at least have a fucking flashlight and i don't know <laughs> a weapon of some kind um did it go back to paul's house i think it did ash wednesday more people have shown up because it's one of the big two <laughs> christmas and easter most show up for this is also why i don't fake christian my ass in the church on sunday when people are like just show up because it's christmas you know it's great like what, what, what is this one day that i don't eat you know just do it for them but no i'm not <laughs> i just talked about how it, i said i accepted it i'm not saying that you shouldn't do what you want to do on sunday doesn't mean i have to come with you but i'm not gonna shame you for going so respect the fact that i choose to to pray in this damn bed get this eight hours of sleep in that i don't seem to get during the week um paul takes this chance to give an impassioned and uplifting lord sermon and they are eating that up annie convinces riley to partake of the blessing it's a blessing you don't have to believe before everyone heads off to crock potluck <laughs> i saw her sewing that sign and i'm like you really sewing that that wouldn't just be in the back somewhere in a closet that said every year we use this shit the mayor and his wife and a few others aren't too keen to see joe did he do something to lisa we find out soon sarah is there with a date and there is yet another reference to the duality of paul and the monsignor pruitt who was there before she was born and would always stare at her just like he is now creeper oh man this is the first time that her sexuality is revealed and why she might not be as uh, kosher with the church particularly the catholic church when it comes to that riley sits alone and is accosted by paul and we find out another similarity as paul loved or loves crockpot time as much as monsignor pruitt did he even coined it crockpot sunday or whatever the fuck people who lie stutter over their words and paul is lying as he remarks that monsignor isn't coming back and that he spoke to him before the storm he always seems to have a story like he told me you were altar boy like why is he telling you everything about everyone in the town he also has an agenda to start aa in the rec center so he doesn't have to go to the mainland and set an, and he wants to set an example 
Turns out Joe shot Lisa, which caused her to be paralyzed, with no one calling it a hunting accident besides the police report. And he is still very much uh, drinking and not forgiven. But see, you guys are Catholics. You're of the faith. You're supposed to be helping both of those people get through such a tragedy. But it seems as if the reaction was to turn him into the town pariah and continue to reinforce that in judgment. Which I'm not saying as a human thing. Is it warranted? Because I I totally... (laughs) This episode made me side with Bev. And I hate Bev. But when you are of the faith or especially someone like Monsignor Pruitt, I can understand everyone else, but Pruitt, I would think he would say, or maybe that is his goal though. Maybe I start with, I'm talking about the Monsignor, but with, with Paul... Maybe that is his goal. Like, hey, if I get you to AA, maybe he wants to do the thing, the right Catholic Christian thing to do. So I guess we shall see. Uh, Aaron rescues him because she needs to go down memory lane for better or worse. (laughs) He reassures her she'll be great as a mom, as a teacher. I was dying when that one guy on the guitar started singing, if I could read your mind love that's my jam what it tell my thoughts just like a paperback novel and the time for the fishing web and when it reached the park where the heartache comes the hero be you heroes often fail no one asked for that but you got it Suddenly there is a well from Joe as somebody done killed his dog with absolutely no one caring about the matter even though everyone gathered to watch him well about it. Aaron immediately sussed out Bev seeing as she had that poison. He says it was an accident uh, or he didn't like the idea that people told him it was an accident like bitch that's what you said interesting how this opens up a connection between him and riley though how alcohol seemed to have led to them create uh you know to very uh unforgivable or life-altering consequences for other people he readily admits he hates himself but has now lost the only thing he has his family whereas riley still has that the way Bev was practically taking pleasure in his agony. I didn't like that, you sons of bitches. She should have just put a cross next to it. <laughs> For all the credit that she was totally taken. Uh, these religious hymnals, as I stated earlier, are like nails on a chalkboard. Riley awkwardly offers to help Dad with the boat, and he awkwardly agrees. Bev remarks to Paul that despite his good speech the pews are still empty and they always do after people get their ashes um this is an odd thing to say considering the men are out you know trying to make this thing called a living and that's why they probably aren't at mass in the middle of the day sharif visits bev (laughs) she said what are you doing here 
Can't imagine your job bringing you here. Because you are a bitch. She is the absolute worst. And everybody knows it. I did get a kick out of how she said, oh, was that me? Yeah, 10, 1040, 1080. Yeah, I'll put that shit around. A few other people asked me to do it for them as well. Are you seeing that happen? If that happened, I would be a wreck. But you know, if you're certain, are you certain before you're telling me that's what happened? If it happened at all? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth because real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. He have no choice but to say, nah, I ain't saying nothing like that. What you mean? But, you know, does anyone have access? Of course. It's a community. Everyone. But you know what? I see where you're getting at, and you are right. I should lock these up. I was like, damn. She totally owned that interaction. <laughs> and for one moment only, I was here for it. Sheriff visits Joe getting his tank topped off by Bull, whom everyone knows carries weed and other drugs, and threatens to shove. Or when he says, if I search your pockets, is that what I'm going to find? Just those filters? He's like, well, if you search my pockets, I'm going to shove a foot up your, my fist up your ass. And that's when Joe told him to leave because he was born woefully fucking unfunny or woefully. While both agree Bev is a piece of shit and apparently took the settlement with the oil company, there is nothing to charge her with, though. Why is Joe acting as if he's a pariah for no reason people don't care about me people just no one's ever nice to me i wonder why maybe if you were getting some help and weren't still the town drunk after your actions people might just maybe <laughs> not hold some grudges at the aa meeting of two at the rec center riley explains that bev encouraged everyone to take the oil company settlements turns out it wasn't that much if anyone was doing the math but of course at the moment you need to pay your bills and then you have someone you trust from the church encouraging you and we know her encouragement is uh is something to be reckoned with furthermore she got people to part with some of their settlement to the church but since pruitt was sick and went to her and since that looked bad she built this place that isn't nearly as costly as the donations that she received he thinks this is a catholic trend having churches these huge big monuments to religion and places where people are being drained of their resources all for the lord that doesn't pay taxes Riley isn't for this uh, whole God is the only higher power concept. There's also yourself being held to a higher standard slash power and it's kept him sober for four years. But it lacks a certain responsibility or it does have a certain responsibility because it's not me, quote unquote, it's the voice of irrationality and all you have to do is conquer that voice. That's how he has reckoned with, you know, the person who came out when he was drinking that he thought he was going to reconcile with he tells him god can take something that isn't because they had the whole thing about uh paul saying jesus turned water to wine something to that effect 
and that the wine in itself isn't good or bad people are true he gives them statistics one in 12 people suffer from alcoholism and tries to turn it into something good <laughs> like uh, it's a purpose suffering is a gift it's how we react to it it is true in the gift of life like to live is to suffer or to know it in some capacity however to say it's a gift in the sense that it will be always molded for this other thing that you never know gonna know about is when that's where i'm with riley <laughs> where he breaks it down why would this higher power allow one you know people to suffer like this why why do we need to be tempted in the first place to give in to our dark inclinations and when those dark inclinations happen it destroys other people's lives and we're supposed to be told that's part of the plan um we watch the worst possible things happen and we square it with the mantra it's god's will he works in mysterious ways i've heard that so much growing up uh it's all to say there is control in a system where there is none life just isn't fair <laughs> there is no justice other than the justice that we create i killed someone and who's to say what is deserved or not but to suggest that it's something good that's where you miss me is where he's saying uh to his credit paul because a man a man of true faith doubt isn't uncommon and it doesn't upset them when i see people going get so defensive about their religion that tells me you don't like the, my questions are making you uncomfortable if you are a hundred percent of the faith my questions don't make you uncomfortable they don't challenge you because you have absolute faith these are things people are in if you're struggling with your faith struggling to maintain your faith they're going to have these questions as well nobody is in a in a perfect straight line and that's the illusion and when you do talk of people who are of the faith they tell you that all the time like yeah i may believe in this thing but it's not like oh lord <laughs> i've never been tested but because i keep coming back to the same conclusion in my mind that it does all come down to god and then that is you are a true believer uh i thought it was weird when he says god has accountability to some degree and he's gonna mold all of that into something i was like okay is it me or does it feel as if Pruitt too is in some state of crisis of faith even if he's not showing it at home while scrapbooking erin sees someone on her property due to spotting she goes to see sarah and after listening to her baby is assured everything is fine mom screams and tells sarah she thought she saw her dad who's been dead for 15 years but no uh she saw a man outside and his face was a horrid sight Bo walks home and upon hearing something from an abandoned house investigates that's white uh, people shit man y'all are the most inquisitive motherfucking creatures on the planet <laughs> i'll be walking to my car and i hear like a creak i'm like i don't know what the fuck that was but i ain't about to go find out <laughs> i'm just gonna walk faster <laughs> 
He is then greeted by glowing eyes and is attacked by said creature. It doesn't look like a creature though. It almost looks like a person. And that's what he gets. Next day at church, shit gets crazy when at first Paul lingers at Lisa when she greets him. Then during communion, it seems as if he is debating uh, what he's about to do next. And then he does it by encouraging Lisa to stand up to take her communion when a few of the attendees are not too happy to see him kind of badgering this girl to stand and walk when everyone knows that she's paralyzed that's when Lisa herself takes some steps in front of everyone and you can tell by her face that she was fully aware that she could do it but she didn't know what it meant didn't know how to process it but because he does he somehow facilitated this shit and everyone's gonna think it's a miracle and that is going to be a revitalization of faith but at what cost because i don't think it's coming from the from god <laughs> that's that's for damn sure <laughs> so really good episode i really can't wait for the next episode if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black magic